Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and share the episode. If you want to discuss anything from this episode or any other, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thanks. When someone is helping, do titles really matter? Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. As I record this, it's Mother's Day. So I'll start out with gratitude for my mother and my wife. Both of them had to put up with me for much longer than anyone should have had to. That being said, sometimes on days like these, we get trapped in narrow definitions and forget how many people truly help us raise our kids. Hillary Clinton, back in 96, threw out the it takes a village line that almost everyone quotes at one time or another to raise a family. I don't think you can even argue with this, but today I want to acknowledge it. So let's get started. Today on the Book of Face, in my memories, I came across one of my spring adventures from last year. One of many. I missed them, not only because they were great fodder for episodes, because at the time, they were the only way my family had to see our support structure face-to-face. Well, at least in the back of truck, to the back of the truck, while masked, but you get the point. But other than that, many of our support structures, large swaths of our family and friends, were swept away and replaced by pixels on a screen. Now, as we start to get back to the people, and those structures are more available, it is more important than ever to acknowledge those people who make up your village, because doing without made the job of raising a family even more complex and isolating. I'm going to start out with family. For most of us, this is the obvious loss out the front. For instance, grandparents. Grandparents are on hand to laugh when parents want to yell or cry. Possibly, this is how the human race has prevented itself from eating our young. Losing that for a year was tough on families. My daughters would cry and ask for Nana or Grandma or one of the Papas, and we'd let them talk to them, but it's not the same. Those relational pieces were lacking, and those interactions because the way you interact with grandma is completely different than how you interact with sister, brother, mom, and dad. And that's kind of a stress relief. And without it, many kids let the pressure start to build within them. And you can't regain that time. But I will say the reunion at the end has been amazing. And obviously you've got your cousins. Oftentimes they're some of the first friends you have. They're older than you, they're trail breakers for you. Younger, they look up to you. Relationships like no other. And then we have the family you choose. Call them the tribe, the support structure, the pod, friends, whatever. It doesn't matter. The roles remain the same. These are the people who our kids turn to when they want to talk about things that mom and dad might be uncomfortable with. With at least one of my daughters, and not the one you're probably thinking, the subject was boys. Because in my house, I have taught every girl to sing, boys have warts, boys have warts, 
Boys have warts and they're contagious. So they learned at an early age that this was something I had firm opinions on. So she was more comfortable talking to a family friend about it. It was easier than admitting to mom and dad that she had had those thoughts. And I'm kind of grateful for it because at least she's communicating with someone. Though admittedly, I could have waited until she was 30. But I think that's every dad of daughters everywhere. These are the finder of odd books. The stuff that won't be in your house, but probably exist in theirs. So they're only odd in your house, but it gives... Probably the best way to put this is the opportunity for your kids to expand their horizons in ways that you wouldn't have even thought of. Role models in fields that your parents don't belong to, whether it is, in my case, people outside of education, whether it's people in finance or business owners or lawyers or just about anything else, so they can see that other people live in different ways and talk to them about it comfortably. They are people to adventure with and test themselves with outside of the eyes of your, their parents because mom and dad are slowing down for the younger kids. You can rush ahead on a hike with another set of safe grown-ups. And what happens? You get to find out whether or not you can handle it without mom or dad hanging over your shoulder asking if you can handle it. And that's powerful. That's a big part of growing independence. With the scaffolding of a safe person nearby. These are the people who will drop everything and make the time to help our kids with sports, with homework, with life problems. So functionally, you end up doubling the number of role models and helpers that you have with this family outside the genetic family. It's pretty incredible. I'll be honest, the last year has made it abundantly clear how important both sides of this equation are. Because of that, I mentally term both groups family. Because without a doubt, I have three girls who are better people because of all of them. I myself, learning and growing from exposures and lessons learned. I have other people providing perspectives to keep me balanced when things feel off, off kilter. People providing them with different points of view so they can consider and grow as individuals. I have a daughter better coached in sports, sports I never played, because of the time our friends and family give to our kids. So to all of you out there, and you know who you are, thank you. And to the rest of you, Thank your people. Make sure you didn't lose those relationships during lockdown. Make sure they haven't atrophied. Reach out. Keep your tribe together. Because ultimately, we all need it. Shoutouts. Today's shoutout is twofold. First up is Sticker Mule, who did an amazing job on the Strive Seek Find stickers I ordered. I'll be giving them away soon, and they look amazing. If you've seen the pictures on Twitter or Facebook, you know what I mean, and I can't wait to share them in person. Second up, I want to thank Mike Cummings of The Running Educator for reviewing last week's episode. Mike, I appreciate the support. Worth mentioning, I'm letting my Star Wars flag fly today. 
The Bad Batch, the sequel series to The Clone Wars, premiered last week on Disney+. Taking place in the dark days of the founding of the Empire and focused on the defective clones of Clone Force 99, it's dark. It deals with people questioning their ideals from the very beginning, even in the face of tremendous change. It seems very timely right now, and most definitely worth watching. You can find The Bad Batch on Disney Plus with new episodes dropping every Friday. Rounding out towards a full year. Last May, I decided to start this podcast, and it went through several revisions and iterations before it became Strive, Seek, Find. And as we get close to that 52nd episode, I plan to use that one-year marker as the end of Season 1 of Strive, Seek, Find. There will be a Season 2 launching within a few weeks afterwards, but in the meantime, I'm thinking about the goals I set and some of them I've made, some of them I've not. It's been a grand adventure. My question for you today is, if there's any feature you'd like to see added to the podcast, to please reach out and let me know. DM me on Twitter, reach out on Strive, Seek, Find, on Facebook, or email me. Because I'm enjoying this and I want it to continue into the future. And I hope you come along with me. That's it for this week's episode of Strive, Seek, Find. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. It really helps. If you have feedback or ideas, please reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or to add Chance with More 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.